coming up on the 70% podcast. And you mentioned how it's the left versus the right. Mm -hmm. And that makes me like, you know, going back, it makes me think of marriage. Like, well, this person has this or this person has that. And there's these arguments and no one's getting along and the marriage is falling apart and everything's, you know, so what do you do? You bring in a third party. Mm-hmm. We should divorce our government. We should divorce our government. And that's an amazing <laughs> idea. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And, I, I'm, and I would keep some cash because there's going to be some of those people that are just... Not going to buy into that. And if I'm not hoarding toilet paper, I'm not hoarding cash. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you need to wipe your ass with something. That's true. (laughs) Meeting people in the alleyway. Dude, you got any double ply? (laughs) (laughs) I only got single. The 70% Podcast with your host, Amy Alexander and Mike Sewell. This is Amy Alexander and welcome back this week. I actually have a guest because Mike Sewell has the big C and he is in quarantine. So, because he has to. Um, so Jenny Soldner is still here, is back here with us. You guys might remember her from a past podcast that you should check out, but not now. Um, and it's Jenny with an I, by the way. So Jenny Soldner is here. And, um, today's topic, I think we're going to go more into the current events and situation that's going on with our current government and the way, how do I put this? Um, the way that they are really overreaching. And doing things that more people should be paying attention to because if it were, if, if you and I did any of the stuff that they're doing right now, we would, we would be in jail. Oh, absolutely. They get away with, I mean, murder sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, insider trading, um, you know, they want to start looking at our bank accounts. And I know that there's a different um, side to, you know. When they say, oh, we're going to look at every bank or every transaction from $600 and up, I I used to be an accountant, so I get it. I mean, they're going to, they're not going to look for every, they can't handle every transaction, but they're going to find an algorithm to tag certain things to bring, they're basically bringing the, uh, the purpose of this is to bring the audit percentage up to make sure that they're audit. But if they're, worried about the billionaires and getting all the taxes from the billionaires, then why do they care? And why is $600? Didn't that happen to be like one of the COVID payments or something? It was. Yeah. I think it was two of them was $600. Oh, huh. So what does that number represent? I have no idea. I don't, maybe it doesn't represent anything. Now, I feel like now, that's a conspiracy theory uh, right, that yeah. we need to look into. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean... <laughs> But in the meantime, <laughs> <laughs> we won't pause for that now. No, we won't pause for that now. So today I watched um, a congressional hearing, um, about five minutes of it, and it was one of our representatives, House, represent, House representatives, asking our attorney general some pretty heavy questions, or not heavy questions, but just, you know, yes or no answers, or do you or do you not? And the response a lot of times was, I can't talk about that because, and I am not aware of that, but if my office got that letter, I'll be sure to check it out. As the Attorney General of the United States of America, he is basically in charge of our law enforcement. 
right? Well, I'm wondering from your perspective, how many of these people that we see on the news or that hold these offices, do you think actually are there because they have the knowledge and do the job or are they just figureheads and good at media game? Right. Well, they've, they got, I mean, politicians, they're good at, they're salespeople. Yes. They get good at politicking. (laughs) Well, they talked about how much that changed with, you know, the invent of television, Mm -hmm. how a lot of people believe Richard Nixon would have won if Kennedy wasn't so attractive. Uh And so now it's, you know, you look at the different politicians and do they have the right smile? Mm -hmm. Do they have the right cadence in their speech? And I don't think we are getting politicians now that, you know, are necessarily the quiet, intelligent, capable types instead we're getting the loud overt robust right media and how did we end up with joe biden i think because everyone hated trump so much yeah i mean when i remember during the election when i would ask people why are you voting for biden they would say well because trump they never had a reason like well why are you voting for him without mentioning trump they didn't have a lot to say yeah it's just it's um it's can we call it a hate crime? I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> well, I hated it. <laughs> I hated it. We all hated it. Um, and uh, this isn't, you know, uh, we're not here to pitch for Trump or do whatever. Right. It doesn't even matter. But the current state of our affairs right now, the current state of our state is not good. Um, we have, we pulled out a pack or Afghanistan left our military grade weapons and intelligence behind supposedly not because of certain things but very good chance we left that behind now the pakistanis have all that and they are in bed with china so china not only has the 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 beginning of the technology that they're selling us in pieces because we can't get our um, that's basically where we get all of our stuff because they have the uh, lithium and the mm-hmm. everything that is needed for that. But now they know what we're doing with it and what the end result is. So, and we just left it there. Do you think that was an accident? I don't think so. I don't think so either. I don't at all. I think the, I think pack, I think there is, um, uh, an effort to get Pakistan or the, I don't know who the group is. If it's the uh, Muslim Brotherhood, if it's the, uh, what are the other, Al-Qaeda? I mean, there's a bunch of groups over there. And now they have, they have our, they have our stuff. Like they, and we spent 20 years there. Spent 20 years, a lot of lives and a lot of freaking money for us to just like roll over and play dead and let them take our weapons. But do you think we let them take our weapons or do you think we handed them our weapons? Mm. Because that's not an oops. Right. If that's an oops, we're in a lot of trouble. Right. That they could make a mistake like that. Right. I get, yeah, there is a, there is a difference between the two. Um, in my mind and in the, Things that I have just observed over the last decade, uh, I think it was on purpose. Yeah, I do too. 
And, you know, they're going to, I'm going to be called a conspiracy. Well, we'll we'll be called conspiracy theorists. I get that a lot. Yeah. Um, So I think you have to be a conspiracy theorist at this point because we are fed so many untruths. Right. That what's our other option? We have to. And I don't think it's I think we get labeled as a conspiracy theorist for just asking questions. Mm -hmm. And that's all this is, is it's just asking a question. You know, if I were to say, oh, well, you know, make up some big story about they clearly did this because yada, yada, yada. That's a conspiracy theory. But if Mm -hmm. I'm just asking, was this on purpose? How did this happen? How how was this an accident? I feel like asking questions is now labeled as a conspiracy theory to stop us from asking questions. Right. And these are questions that some congressional members are asking. I mean, they're putting them on the stands and they're having hearings like how did this, you know, and they're claiming secrecy, you know, we we can't divulge that information or they're not aware of that information. How does our attorney general not know about memorandums that are coming into his office or anything like that, which ends up basically becoming rule of law. I mean, and I know as far as the process of our government, it is much, much, much different than the politics of our government. Mm -hmm. And I don't think a lot of people understand um, how that all operates under the surface uh, because we don't have civics in school anymore for one. And it just, People don't think it affects them, yeah. you know, um, but the more you pay attention, the more there is no way that any of these pieces come together. So is it that people don't think it affects them or that they feel like there's nothing they can do about it? So they ignore it. Um, both. Yeah. Uh, yeah, definitely both. Um, so for just a little back, like how I ended up knowing this or being interested in all this, um, I actually grew up as a, a Democrat. So, cause my dad was a union guy, you know, you vote for the Democrat. So the first time 18 years old, I voted, you know, Democrat, Democrat, Democrat. Um, and then I ended up, I, I dated a guy that was hardcore liberal that, um, and I had kind of, ta- I was one of those people, well, it's not going to affect me. What am I going to do? You know, mm-hmm. whatever. And I just lived my life through college and, you know, and then I dated uh, a guy, a great guy. Um, We just didn't vacation well together, actually. A story for another day. (laughs) Anyway, he's a great, 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 great guy. Next time on Amy's Day. Yeah. Oh, my God. Um, But, and he taught me a lot. But the one thing that he did for sure teach me is to question things. Because he would say, like, this is how, you know, let's change the Constitution. And I'm like... What? That's that's the legal document that is holding all this shit together. You know, I don't care if you think that man and woman should be un- interchangeable or whatever. Um, the basic concept of the Constitution and Bill of Rights was to give us all freedom. And they're ripping it apart. Right. And it's, it's so I started questioning that. And then I then I went uh, then I dated a military guy who. Um, had been in Afghanistan and he knew a lot of um, some of the, I don't want to say inside stuff, like he didn't tell me secrets. So CIA, FBI, whoever, you don't have to come get me. I don't know (laughs) anything. Um, But he showed me a different, so I, so I kind of ended up in the middle and then I hung out with him and, and then I started doing even more research because it, it's, it's hard to have an unbiased 
opinion and make sure you re- research both sides when you are in a group that is mostly one way. I agree. And I think it's interesting that you mentioned your background because mine is the exact opposite, mm-hmm. that I was raised hardcore Republican by uh, in a very Navy family that was all patriotic um, and everything was about, you know, supporting these I guess, war-based ideals. Mm -hmm. Um, And then it wasn't until I started, same thing, I dated different people Mm -hmm. and I started, you know, questioning things and I ended up going the other way and becoming more liberal Mm -hmm. just through questioning things. Yeah. And so I think it's interesting that we started on opposite sides and we've kind of landed close to opposite sides. Right, exactly. (laughs) And Yeah, that's funny. Both through questioning. So then I wonder how... If we're telling people to question, how are we going to get everyone on the same team when our questioning led us on opposite sides? But we get along. We do get along. See, and that's the thing. It's like we can get along just fine. And we both recognize that there's a huge problem out there. Yes. And I feel like if you and I sat down and worked out some solutions, we could come to some compromises. Right now, I don't feel like there's any compromise. The Democrats are in charge. They get their way. The Republicans are in charge. They get their way. And it just keeps going back and forth in this pendulum that we talked about the last time you were here. And it, I don't see it ending ever. It swings so fast too, because there's so little really in the grand scheme of things that they can do in four years. Mm -hmm. And then the next president comes in four years later and they automatically undo everything right like I think about you know the things that Obama passed that that was Trump's first you know order of business was undo this and he undid it so quickly yep and then Biden's in and now it's well let's redo it again and Mm -hmm. so there's no progress it's just that absurd pendulum where everyone's half the country is always upset (laughs) right well Well, the whole country is always upset because that one half is pissed that their people aren't in charge or whatever. And then the other half is looking down on them or pissed off at them because they're not getting on the same train as them. So, and that's never going to happen. You can't have a country full of 320 million people and just everybody is going to agree on something. Yeah. But you definitely can't, definitely, definitely cannot do that when you have the people that are trying, that are, that are leading us lying. Like, how do you make any decisions about anything about the people that are you're voting for the leader, you know, if they out and out lie? Well, I think that's a big issue is that even if we're telling people do your own research, question things, then what research, where are they getting this information? Mm -hmm. And, you know, there's obviously all the conspiracies and the thing ideas that Google buries true information. And, you know, then you've got to use what is it? Duck, 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 go or something. Yeah. Yeah, And then that one is, you know, more unbiased. But is it really or is it just pushing something else? And like when, um, there was Facebook and then they, everyone was mad about Facebook. So they rolled out all these others and they went hard the other way. Mm -hmm. So it's, if you're doing your own research, how do you know what information is the truth at this point? Well, I do, uh, I I do a lot of, I mean, I do a lot of research, especially when I'm questioning something or I think somebody is, I'm like, Oh wait, that, even if it's somebody like on the right or conservative, wait a second, that's, you're getting that information wrong. 
if everybody would just watch C-SPAN and watch the congressional hearings and see the, what's coming out of these people's mouths and how they are obvious liars. I was married yeah. to a, what do you call a compulsive liar? Yeah, I was too. Oh Another God. thing we have in common. Yeah. That's hey. fun. Um, any, so I, I kind of learned those traits yes. and those signs. And I remember when Barack, and I was all for Barack Obama, like first black president. He seems pretty smart. Really questioning how he got up there so fast. Um, but, you know, whatever. And then I was um, watching one of the debates and I was, I remember this distinctly. I was in Florida. I was, it was in January or whenever it was, I was ironing a shirt and I was watching Barack Obama on TV at the debate. And I was like, <gasps> he's lying. And mm-hmm. I just started crying. Oh no. <laughs> Cause I was like, oh my God, this guy is going to be president and he's totally lying to us. Yeah. And, um, yeah. I felt the whole time watching him, it felt like watching a trained actor mm-hmm. and it, I never believed anything and everything, you know, his voice was so smooth mm-hmm. and he, you know, articulated so beautifully that it was so hard to look past that. You wanted to believe he was telling the truth right. and that and good, good guy. guy, Yeah, but it just, you know, it, it didn't add up. He was just a smooth talker. And right. I think, you know, we've all dated those. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. Like Bill Clinton got elected because he could play the saxophone, you know. <laughs> I always joke that I love George W. Bush because if anything, you know, policies aside or whatever you agree with or disagree with, I always felt he was being honest mm-hmm. and he would, you know, stumble over words and say sometimes really dumb things. Right. And kind of the same thing with Trump is I believe he's at least honest. You might mm-hmm. not like what he's saying, but right. what he's saying is true. So how do you, how, but a lot of people, so everybody that is on the left or democratic, I guess it is pretty much left and right at this point. Um, there's some mm-hmm. people in the middle, you know, you've got that middle ground, but it seems like the fight really is between the left and the right, like the hardcores. And, um, at what point do you decide that you can believe somebody? Mm-hmm. And at what point do you decide that somebody's going to tell you somebody is a liar so then you believe that, you know, because Trump went through four years of he's a liar, he's with Russia, he's this, he's that, he's whatever. And then in the meantime, in the background, all this other shit's going on with China and, and Hunter Biden and everything else, which supposedly is a conspiracy theory as well. Right. Even though there's evidence. That's just it. It's conspiracy theory doesn't mean what it used to mean. It no. simply means quiet yeah just just be good quiet. point good point it's a um, conspiracy theory so that means you should shut the fuck up exactly and nobody needs to know that so if i'm making an argument or stating something that i believe and someone says it's a conspiracy theory well then you should be able to tell me why it's wrong mm-hmm. you can't just say it's a conspiracy theory it should, right. you should be able to articulate it it's wrong and because it's not their their right exactly you know? and you mentioned how it's the left versus the right mm-hmm. and that makes me like, you know, going back, it makes me think of marriage. Like, well, this person has this or this person has that. And there's these arguments and no one's getting along and the marriage is falling apart and everything's, you know, so what do you do? You bring in a third party. Mm-hmm. We should divorce our government. We should divorce our government. And that's an amazing <laughs> idea. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. 
<laughs> if only that was so easy. Actually, divorce, I found out, is not that easy. But It's not. No, no. I'm still going through mine. It, Are you really? It's been over two years, oh and we're gosh. still in it. It's yeah. so fun. I had a couple, yeah. almost three years. Yeah. But anyway. But um, we digress. But my point is that... And I wanted to ask you because of the idea of the 70%. Mm -hmm. So we know that the 15% on one side and the 15% on the other side, you have those two different sides. Mm -hmm. How the much extreme sides. The extremes. And that's a generalization. Yes. Yeah. How much of the 70% do you think is in the middle and would consider third party? Oh, that's a good question. We would need at least 70% in order to mm -hmm. make sure we defeat both the Democrats and the Republicans, wouldn't we? You were the accountant. Uh, no, yeah. No, we I would do need, sociology. I yeah. don't know math. <laughs> we would need 51%. Yes. At least. Especially if you think they would cheat. Because now you just have to. And, and I honestly think that one of the reasons Trump got elected and everybody was so surprised is because they thought that they had the mechanisms in the system to make sure he didn't. You know what amazes me about every time you know, when Obama won and then when Trump won and then Biden won, everyone demanded a recount. Mm -hmm. And it, they, if the president or the former president demanded a recount, they were shouted down or called stupid or an mm -hmm. idiot or whatever and that they should trust the system. But of all things, why are we only counting that once? Right. Shouldn't it be recounted? Several, I mean, if, if it's, you know, a Packer game and it's the last play, we're watching that 50 times right. to make sure oh, we yeah. know. Exactly. And, it's the president of the United States and it's, you know, we're not infallible, no. especially with how often it's so close. Right. Exactly. And that kind of goes back to the people that are thinking, well, it doesn't really affect me or... You know, it's I, there's nothing I can do about it. It becomes another divide because mm -hmm. it's the one side, you know, their president won. So they're saying we don't need this recount. And right. then it becomes this fight of but we need a recount that it, all of that would be solved if it just was the standard. Right. Well, if people would just recognize that we are supposed to be in charge, the Constitution is set up so exactly. that we, the people, are governing the governors or the government. And that had flipped. I yeah. can't I, say exactly what year or whatever. <laughs> I personal opinion, but I think it flipped with the invent of schools. You think so? I do. Because you know what happens when you take a kid at four or five years old and you put them into the government run education mm -hmm. system and they, you tell them these people are in charge of you. You have to do what they say right. until you're 18. And those are very, you know, important years. Those right. are formable years. And we are taught respect authority. Mm -hmm. We're not taught, you know, to respect people. And we're taught what to think instead of how to think. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there's a reason that schools, they kind of stem from Hitler and what Hitler launched. And there's a reason that Hitler used them and they were so effective. And now that's exactly what we're using. So when you're churning out a bunch of you know, fresh adults that are taught the government knows best. This right. is what you're supposed to think. Don't question anything. You're right. not allowed. If you question anything, you get detention. You get an F. You're not allowed to do this. Mm -hmm. And they're punished for so long that they get, they just. They become drones. They're drones. Yeah. They're. And then that's how like the thought police. Mm -hmm. I mean, that whole concept of 
you know, people are like, oh, the government doesn't care what you're doing or whatever. I'm like, "Mm," on a collective level, yeah, they do. And they've been using the internet and various means of um, making sure that we are guided towards their path of choice instead of us being able to do whatever we wanted independently. Did you see that documentary? I think it was on Netflix, uh, The Social Dilemma, about social media. It was about how social media manipulates you and guides Mm. you into certain things. And it broke down just these small behaviors that it basically, you know, taught you to think this or think that Mm -hmm. and how it affected elections and things like that. And we, I think everyone wants to believe that we're thinking for ourselves. Mm -hmm. No one wants to believe they're easily manipulated, but you know, advertise, they're spending millions and billions on advertising. Yeah. That proves we are easily You're buying stuff you don't need with money you don't have so that you can pay back people that are already rich more money than they gave you in the first place. Yes. And there's study upon study that shows how effective advertising is Mm -hmm. to the point that they're manipulating you. It's just gaslighting. Mm -hmm. They're manipulating you and you have no idea that they're manipulating you. So you think I'm making this choice myself. And you think you're in control and they're in complete control. So we're in the middle of the zombie apocalypse, basically. Yes. And in the meantime, they're medicating all of us. And that... Don't don't get me started. Yeah, I know, right? (laughs) Yeah. Well, but this is... Okay, so one of the things, you know, we're divided on is war. So apparently Republicans like war, Democrats don't, whatever. Democrats like to spend money... Republicans, whatever. But throughout the decades, we've had these wars, whether they're wars in another country or war on drugs or war on uh, what is the other war that we're on poverty, oh, war on poverty, where, you know, all this stuff. So we have been fighting wars forever and ever that never get solved. But the people that are claiming to help us fight them keep getting richer. Mm-hmm. And so I think, you know, having, well, so war on drugs. Okay. But I'm going to go ahead and take that lobby money from Pfizer. Yes. You know, even, well, when you think about the war on drugs there, you, you know, I think back to school and maybe it's changed, but you know, my children are in school right now and I hear what they talk about with the war on drugs. And the only drug that they know of or are being taught about right now in middle school and elementary school is Pot, marijuana. Marijuana. So marijuana the war is on, bad. Yes. So the war on drugs isn't the war but, on but, heroin. Hang on a second. I got to go light up my pipe while right? we talk about this. <laughs> it's not a war on heroin or cocaine. It's a war on marijuana, which would, uh, right? you know, because we all know, I think at this point, everybody is pretty much in agreement on its beneficial healing yeah. qualities. I don't even think that's a conspiracy theory anymore. I think that's just a fact. Right. Maybe right. I'm wrong, yeah. but... Um, I believe you. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's weird to think that a a plant, you know, like, like spinach and Mm -hmm. that it would be good for you. It's really radical that a a green plant would be. Yeah. Back in the day when I was diagnosed with ADHD, my doctor was very holistic and had me try that as part of the remedy. And it actually, um, and speaking of salespeople, Speaking of salespeople, um, that's doctors. Oh, yeah. <laughs> because I had a holistic doctor for a while and I saw a naturopath for a while and it was night and day. If, you know, if you ask a doctor, like ask, I remember being told, 
um, ask a doctor what's in a vaccine. Mm -hmm. If they don't know the answer, then they're salespeople. They're not knowledgeable. Right. Exactly. And I've had in more than one occasion, because I have trouble with uh, seasonal effectiveness. I, why I live mm-hmm. in Wisconsin, I don't know. Right. But um, so, you know, I've been on some antidepressants and, and things like that. And um, I uh, just recently, um, probably back in February, I came back, I went to Florida, I discovered Delta 8. And I really liked it because it kind of helped clear the cloud a little bit yeah. of as long, you know, and it doesn't have the psychedelic, it just has the whatever it is to make it feel like you're not, you're, you're not so foggy. And I asked my doctor about it and she's like, Oh, I can't talk about, I don't, I can't. In fact, if you're using that, then I can't give you your Adderall. Yeah. And I'm like, wow. Okay. Well, I guess I need a new doctor. Mm -hmm. Um, but she wasn't the first one because I have been trying to find somebody ever since the doctor I had in Wausau where we, you know, because of course it's illegal in Wisconsin, so I can't just be like, hey, give me your prescription for this or whatever. Um, Delta 8 is legal now, which is... It's th- a step. Yeah. It's a very a slow one, it, but... Yeah. It's like um, Weed's little brother <laughs> or something. Right. Yeah. But again, it's like, it's another freedom that mm-hmm. we're waiting for the government to give us True. and then being grateful for it. Right. So it used to be, like you were saying, you know, we need to kind of bring it back that we need to be aware that we're the ones in charge. Right. And it used to be that the government protected our freedoms. And now the government, it, they took away so many freedoms that now we feel happy when they give some back. Right. Oh, yeah. That's a good point. Very good point. And I don't think half of them even know what the laws are. Oh, I yeah. mean, how do they put a bill out there on Thursday afternoon and vote on it by Tuesday and it's 2,200 pages. Yeah. And it's all over the place. It's yeah. It's bullshit. I have, did you read the affordable care act at all? I no, not enough to say that I did. (laughs) Um, okay. So I'm not going to admit, well, okay. I did. Um, (laughs) (laughs) that was when I was more into making sure, uh, when I first got into Facebook and realized, you know, cause it's a big audience. I start, you know, and I didn't want, I'm not, I wanted to make sure if I was bitching about something, I was actually telling the truth. Yes. And so I did, I mean, uh, not like pour it over and there, you know, but I read most of that, uh, that bill and it's. Ego is a great drive to education, mm-hmm. honestly, because if you're saying something, especially on a public platform, then you're going to be called out. Yeah. And so when someone's called out, you have one of two options. You either have the knowledge to keep backing it up or you get angry and call them a conspiracy theorist. Uh, Right. And yeah. And I've had people that are like, aim, that is one of those clickbait things or whatever. Mm -hmm. And then I thought I I was like, oh, but these, and well, yep, they're all clickbait. So even if it's coming from more than three articles, it doesn't make it true. And so I went through that kind of fate, but I took that stuff down. You know, I didn't try to say, oh, I didn't, I didn't defend it knowing that, you know, once I figured out that I wasn't like, oh, well, let's just leave it out there anyway, because that's what everybody wants to hear. And there's a lot of articles that are clickbait, but contain truth because they, you know, they've done studies that show that most people, I can't remember the percentage, so I won't throw one out, but that it was the vast majority of people only read the headline or the first Mm -hmm. paragraph. Yes. So then as you keep reading, the truth is buried in there. Right. And so they can say whatever they want in the headline and twist this and twist that. And then people believe it's fact. Yep. 
and the media is so good at that and yes. they they are sales politicians are sales mm-hmm. i mean the entire structure um of everything is so intertwined and almost out of control that I don't even know what we can do anymore. And I don't want to scare everybody or, you know, cause we need to do something. We need to do something. We need to find that third party. We need to or vote for that third party. We got to find a way. Um, because whether Democrat or Republican, they're all, they're, they're all crooked. Oh, definitely. You know, even if and you're, if, yeah, even if you're not doing the illegal things like insider trading, you know, other people are. Yeah. So why are you, it's kind of like the, you know, one bad apple like they use for the cops. Oh, yeah. If there's one bad cop and 100 are turning away, well, then you have 101 bad cops. Right. Yeah, exactly. And it's, but then I wonder how much do we trust the third party? So, because again, is, is that going to help? I mean, I believe that it would help at least in that maybe it will bring a different right. way of thinking. But how do you build something? But there's still politicians. Right. There's still politicians yeah. unless we... Well, first of all, I think term limits would really, really help. Mm -hmm. So if you're not a career politician, like who needs to be a politician for 38 years? Of course you figured out the system. Of course you're getting your palms greased. Of course, you know, and all this stuff. Of course people are like, you've got seniority. You could do whatever you want. Mm -hmm. Um, Term limits are definitely something in need, but I, I, I wish that there was a way to get people to understand that, it's not all about them, whether, you know, it's collectively about us. Like we need to come together as American people and make sure that this country goes forward the way it was originally built, regardless of slaves or whatever, the constitution of the United States, the intent is for free people. Yes. And we have been getting that stripped away little by little by little. And pretty soon we're just going to wake up and. uh, I Yeah, I remember just being floored when because I teach children in China how to speak English. Mm -hmm. And so I talk to the parents because they speak English as well. And I've learned so much about China, not from the government or the media, but from people actually living there. Mm -hmm. And it was fascinating to me to see how lenient they were during covid compared to america really and even now they have a fraction of like they're not enforcing vaccines in the way we're enforcing vaccines and just they they're pushing for them just like we are but they don't have the same controls over people that we do and you know with the mask mandates and the shutdowns and things like that the media will tell you that china had full shutdowns for weeks Uh, but that wasn't true i'm teaching kids sitting at mcdonald's and you know Mm -hmm. these different people that clearly are not in lockdown and that was a big turning point for me when i realized because i had been taught forever china's bad china you know communist Mm -hmm. country they they well, have no freedom over there. China is probably not bad. The leaders of China right. are, yeah. Well, I'm not saying China's good. Don't get me wrong. Okay. But I was always taught that America's freedom and China is bad and China, you know, mm-hmm. there's no freedom. And so through COVID, I was like, how come Ch- the Chinese have more freedom than we do? Mm-hmm. And, you know, every, every little step after 9-11, they took some freedoms and they just throw out these things to fear, to cause fear in mm-hmm. us, steal some freedoms under the guise of safety. Right. And then we have to be grateful for it. Like, oh, thank you for keeping us safe. But the role of the government was not to keep us safe. It was to keep us free. 
Right. We were meant to keep ourselves safe. Right. And we can't, I mean, and that was one of the reasons for the Second Amendment. Yes. Yeah. In that respect, I think we have definitely degraded in our understanding of what the Constitution and what our freedoms are supposed to be. Mm-hmm. And I do blame that on the school system. I, you know, and maybe not back in the day when, but like 60s, 70s, the, you know, Berkeley, all those liberal type colleges, they're teaching uh, their thing, you know, Saul Alinsky, rules for radicals and, you know, the haves and have nots and, mm-hmm. and all of that. And those people, I believe, are the ones that are now at the top and just they don't care. They don't care about people at all. They care about themselves, their bottom line. They're, I Sometimes I don't even think it's about money. I think it's about popularity. Yeah, popularity, control. power. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Um, but at the root of that comes money. Mm-hmm. You know, they end up with that money. And I feel so cliche on this show because now I want to say, like, follow the money. Like, whenever you're, you know, reading or researching, mm-hmm. well, what's true? What's this? What's that? Well, how, who's you know, I look at the vaccines, who's getting money from this? Like they're, there's the people who are saying there's no third party tests anymore. But they're free. Yeah. <laughs> they're free. <laughs> <laughs> to some people. <laughs> I meant in general, yeah, like yeah, yeah. most vaccines aren't free. Oh. Um, and a lot of the medication and stuff isn't free. I'm still trying to understand the COVID. Why is that free? It's the COVID testing. No, the COVID vaccines. Oh, why are those free? Um, because everybody That's needs terrifying. to have one. Right. And when I, I think of how many things could be saving lives that aren't free. <laughs> exactly. That's a good point. Very mm-hmm. good point. Um, yeah. COVID is free, but uh, a COVID uh, vaccine is free, but your kid's going to have to pay $600 for his diabetes medicine or exactly. whatever. Um, yeah. It's nuts. But it's it's them being in control. It's big business, big government, big media. They're all coming together. The money is flowing around in like a little circular cycle of just, and and they have the money to keep the control because they have the wherewithal to create these ads and to, mm-hmm. you know and the media helps them do that. And so they're all we are we're all just zombies yeah we are and they're you know the connection that's one of the things that they talk about in the social dilemma is just the you know who's in whose pockets Mm -hmm. and so once you have that money you hold on to control because you can manipulate people into these things or buy out this or buy out that and you know a big one that they talked about on that was google and how they can just pay enough and Google buries this article or totally deletes that article and mm-hmm. YouTube, you know, of course, all of those. And did you know that we got the show pulled a couple of weeks ago? No, I didn't. Yeah, because we talked about the V word and the C word. And oh. uh, yeah, we got an entire show pulled and we tried to. Um, wow, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, that was I don't think that that wasn't the one that you were on, though. I don't believe. Um, no, we, I don't think we yeah. talked about that. Yeah, but um, that's terrifying. Exactly. I know. And people are like, well, it's not a big deal. It's just one show. The point of the story is there are people out there that can control your thoughts and speech and, you know, what's going to happen when we're all trying to get information to each other when things are really, 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 really going south and they just 
shut it down. Like, oh, we don't like you. So you're, uh, well, that's, that was the big scare when Facebook went down that WhatsApp, you know, 90% of the world uses WhatsApp. So all of this communication was shut down. I mean, I don't have anyone's phone numbers. I use Facebook Messenger. If I need to get a hold of you, I'm going to use Facebook yeah, Messenger. Right, right. So if Facebook shuts down, well, goodbye, Amy. <laughs> oh, come find you know, me. It's not like there it's not like there's phone books anymore. No, there so aren't. So it's like we are so, you know, owned by well, that you can pretty point. much find me anywhere on the internet i mean i am well, a real yeah. estate agent so my <laughs> picture yeah everything's plastered all over but yeah um, I, I have a if you google my name i'm easy to find too but most people aren't right right yeah so I it's like point. you know it was down for what one or two hours i don't even remember how long it was down just a couple of hours and i was just going through like how i don't know how to contact these people I have no, I would have to figure out where they lived. I would have to track mm -hmm. them down. And it was really a scary reality to realize how much of my life is run by Facebook. I do all my business on Facebook. Oh, wow. Yeah, I didn't even notice. I was like, what's the hype? <laughs> you know, because, well, I have a lot of auto ads and stuff like that. And, uh, right. you know, um, and I put stuff out there for my business. But, uh, yeah, usually yeah. I, I do all like my whole thing. All of my social life and ev everything, literally everything I do for work is on Facebook. Okay. So when it went down, I didn't know what to do. And then I had... You didn't call 911 though, I did, did you? not. <laughs> I was this close. <laughs> but I was realizing like, oh my goodness, I, I need to get this done. I don't have this mm -hmm. phone number. And, you know, it was just... I, now I have to text my boyfriend? What is this? Oh my God. <laughs> is he going to even know who I am? Right. Yeah. I know. I don't know any numbers except for my mom because she's had that number of like my entire life. Right. Otherwise, and my dad. Otherwise, I probably couldn't come up with that. You know. I, I know my childhood's phone, my childhood phone number. I don't even know my kids' phone numbers. Uh -oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's awful. I just don't memorize this stuff anymore. Of right. course, they're in my phone. So if Facebook goes down. I still have my children. Right, right. Yeah. So yeah, it's kind of a crazy world because I mean, something like that can cause such a panic in people in general. And I'm not just saying you, like mm -hmm. I saw, I mean, heard that and, and read things about how people were just like in this mass panic and that Zuckerberg lost six trillion million billion dollars, yeah. whatever. It's not even if that's a real number. Right. And it's <laughs> right. And it, well, which is it's not, you know, it's not like a paper cash. loss. It's yeah. just ca it's not cash loss. Right. It's just but the fact that that was more important than the fact that than the concept that oh my gosh, Facebook was down and so you couldn't get a hold of your grandmother to make sure, you know, mm -hmm. stuff like that. It's like people, it is a social network, but it's also being used with people for work and for everything else. And um, if they, and sooner or later, these big tech companies are going to be just like big media and just like big farm. It's mm -hmm. going to be three or four of the top ones owning everything else and they're going to have control and it's going to be Zuckerberg, the Google people <laughs> and Microsoft, yep. the, uh, alphabet. That's, um, yeah. Bezos will be in there somewhere. Bezos. Yeah. And it's, it's just really scary because when you think about, you know, your, the basic human needs of, mm -hmm. you know, obviously you need a job, you need income coming in, you need love, you need, you know, your social network mm -hmm. and the things that, um, bring you joy and comfort and safety. Mm -hmm. Facebook goes away and a lot of people lose all of that. Mm -hmm. And so the fact that Facebook went down for a couple of hours and people got a taste of that and they were panicking and freaking out and it wasn't a wake up call. 
we are that owned by them at this point. Right. Yeah, exactly. Just like when COVID, when they shut down the country, COVID hit and everybody is worried about toilet paper um, and going and standing in lines for toilet paper, paper, whatever they were standing in lines for. uh, I wasn't. I, yeah, I'm good. (laughs) I don't want to call myself a total prepper, but I'm not. They did that in China too. That was so fun because um, when all of that stuff hit in China, and they kind of went through the same thing and they had the meltdown and they were in buying all the toilet paper just like we did here. But mm-hmm. they did it like six months before. So I was watching all of this. Oh, yeah. So then when it happened here, mm-hmm. I was like, well, that's fun. <laughs> we right. really are just the same, you know, yeah. panicked but then those creatures. Same people, down. Those same people are probably living on two rolls of toilet paper now. Right. <laughs> I run out of toilet paper all the time. I'm going to admit it. I'm that person. Oh my gosh. Uh, yeah, I will. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I get anxiety when I get like my cases of water and toilet paper get low <laughs> for real. I don't, I am not a prepper. If anything were to happen, I'm, I've just vowed I'm just dead. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, maybe I'll come save you. Yeah. Yes, please. <laughs> I always joke, I'm going to go to this friend's house because they have the guns. I'm going to go to this friend's house because they have the toilet paper. Yeah. Because I have, I have nothing. I I run out of cat food, like. Really? All the time. I run out of everything. mm -hmm. So are you, are you completely digital then? Do you carry cash at all? No, it's very rare that I have cash. Okay. Okay. What do you think is going to happen with, do you think we'll be, this is a total change in the subject, (laughs) but it kind of goes hand in hand because it goes with the zombie, um, you know, here, we're leading you this way and this is what you should do. So what happens if we're all on digital currency and the system goes down? Well, that's not impossible. Yeah. That's what's so interesting whenever, and I don't know a lot about economics. I'll be upfront about that, but money isn't real anymore. It's not backed. It's just Mm -mm. made up. We're, we're literally living on made, we're calculators. Right. You know, I look at my bank account and it's just a bunch of numbers that I could just punch into a calculator. Yep. So it's like, if that goes down, well, barter system. Yep. I I would keep some cash because there's going to be some of those people that are just not going to buy into that. And if I'm not hoarding toilet paper, I'm not hoarding cash. (laughs) Well, you need to wipe your ass with something. That's true. (laughs) Sorry. Toilet paper will be the new bartering system. Yeah. We'll draw, you know, the president's faces on it and Oh, I have some toilet paper with Barack Obama's face on it. Do you yeah, really? Yeah, I got it as a joke. <laughs> uh, yeah, anyway. Um, yeah, but I just... Meeting people in the alleyway. Dude, you got any double ply? <laughs> <laughs> I only got single. Oh, I'll take it. I'll take it. <laughs> yeah. Desperation. I, right? Um, yeah, I just... I mean, I'm not total... Pro- like, I don't have... I am, I am good so that if something happened, I at least have two to three weeks for everybody else to sort their shit out. And then I can come out and be like, all right, what's left over? Right. <laughs> I know. Cause it, oh, it's going to be awful. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why when they didn't, all the money that they're spending on first the COVID relief and then the, now the infrastructure plan. They're spending trillions and trillions and trillions of dollars. They are not helping people realize or not teaching people or whatever the situation is that the more money you make, it's like supply and demand, Mm -hmm. the more worthless it becomes. And so 
oh, we're getting $600 from the government while the government's printing more money to give you the $600. And now guess what? Your gas just went from $2 a gallon to $4 a gallon. How the fuck did that happen? And how's that working out for you? Mm -hmm. You know, and it's just, it's, it, to me, it's like, uh, you just, I get so, I like, just want to, <laughs> like, can't we just, like, bullhorn, like, hey, everybody. It's this so, is- it's so frustrating. We were mm-hmm. talking before about, you know, being on social media and now posting these things and just trying to get people to listen. And mm-hmm. it's just, a, you know, of all places to post, we're posting on social media, but it's like, you know, we, right. if, if we're going to use it, we have to use it for something. Right. But we can't, we have to do more than just you know first of all social media has been a a very good way for people to um just bitch at each other and call each other names which is ridiculous um that doesn't help anything whatsoever you have your convictions you have your thought whatever but calling somebody just because they believe in one thing or other is is ridiculous um but they don't nobody's got any guidance as to what is real anymore? Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you can even, if that is even possible. And if it is, who's going to decide what that is, I guess, yeah. <laughs> you know, who's living in the matrix, you know? I mean, when you talk about red pill and blue pill, I think it kind of, you know, and who's woke and who's awake and all this stuff. And there's always this division and this battle back and forth, but there's got to be a way. There's just got to be a way. I don't know if there is, to be honest, because I don't think that we were made this way, you know, before technology and before all of this, these global or even national invents, we just had our neighborhood, our tribe, our tiny, I mean, just when Mm -hmm. I was growing up, it was just our tiny little world. So, you know, you're just doing what's best for that tiny little mm-hmm. world. And I blame it on JP Morgan. Uh, did you, there's a, there, I don't know if it's on Netflix or whatever. There's a, a series out there called the men who made America. And it talks about Rockefeller, um, JP Morgan. And who's the other guy? The there's Ford is in there and Carnegie and how they, you know, the steel and the oil mm-hmm. and all of that stuff is what built America and got people to go. I mean, before we had rail people were in their tribes they were sticking around they were helping each other they were bartering they didn't need all this money and then now we you know now you can get on a train and you can be uh 500 miles away in two hours or whatever the equation is and there's there's no sense of community anymore really well and that's the thing is you know, when you have a community that's a hundred or even a thousand people, what's good for the community makes a lot more sense than Mm -hmm. what's good for 1 billion people. Right. Exactly. How can you do that? And so the more, you know, national and global the government becomes or Mm -hmm. laws or regulations, you know, with everything through COVID, everything was coming from who, you know, with this global organization. And it's like, just genetically one vaccine isn't going to work for every single race and every single diet. Right. And, you know, especially when you're not, I mean, we've had very little time to see what the long-term effects of this are. Exactly. And of course you can't see the long-term effects unless you give it to somebody for a long term or you, you have it. But out usually there. those are voluntary consenting adults. Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I don't know. You know, but I'll, yeah, so I don't know the whole idea of we have to come together and we have to stop fighting. Is that honestly even possible? Because nothing, you know, you see 
laws being passed in California that it's like, well, if you pass that in Wisconsin, that's not going to work for us. Mm-hmm. And but as we have these things that they're trying to roll out as national laws, it doesn't and make sense. And it's never meant that the federal government was meant to uh, protect our borders. Mm-hmm. And I think that's about it. Yes. And now <laughs> now they're controlling all of the things. Right. And, and the one thing they're not protecting is our borders. <laughs> <laughs> How in the hell did See, we let that happen? That's one we'll, we'll disagree on because I think they are protecting the borders from threats. They're not protecting the borders from outside people. Oh. I mean, we were supposed to, you know, bring in your sick and your... Right, so right. I but think they are doing that. They brought in, uh, from what I understand, they brought in 1.7 million immigrants since the 1st of January. Mm-hmm. Um, and they have been going to like Catholic and Lutheran and, you know, have they have some sort of placement, mm-hmm. but they're all over the country without any medical background, any, you know, and here our kids are going to school in a mask mm-hmm. and but let's go ahead and you know n- not to say that especially the kids right. not to say that they don't need help but a lot of them are adults well I'm saying I, I think that yes bring them in and give the kids take the mask off the kids <laughs> <laughs> yeah I want I want it to go that way yeah not, not the other way yeah but. well I think um eventually all this is going to come out in the wash, as they say. Mm-hmm. Um, and hopefully, 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 because lies end up getting, uh, most lies, you will find that out. Yeah. Right. And there's so many that are exposed. Uh, oh, my over, gosh. And, uh, you know, it amazes me how many people still trust the government because, you know, Amy, if I found out you lied to me once, mm-hmm. I'm not going to trust you inherently again. Right. And it doesn't even matter. It could be oh some my God. relationships small, break yeah. up with, I mean, exactly. mar- whatever. But the government lies over and over uh, and over and, and, we still, and we still blindly. Into yeah. It. Yeah. So, um, yeah, we got to stop doing that people. And on that note, um, I thank you for coming, Jenny. Yes, I really appreciate it. Um, I do think that we term limits are definitely a good start mm-hmm. and, um, a convention of States needs to be, uh, needs to be organized. Uh, there are people out there that are doing that. So anybody that's listening, if you're interested in seeing what you can do for that, uh, go ahead and Google Convention of States and you'll have some somebody in your area that knows what's going on. And just be careful, people. Um, it's not you against me. It's us against power. Yes. And we can't beat power if we just don't stick together. Yeah. So we'll see you next week. This is the 70% podcast. Please like, comment, share, and subscribe. Let's do the mic thing. No, no doubt. doubt. <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard him say that before. Oh, he says that. I'm just, that was sarcasm. Oh, okay. oh, that oh, was okay. extreme sarcasm. <laughs> <laughs>